0: This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and the American Library Association has declared the week of October 1st through 7th, Banned Books Week. Certainly in this political climate, we should be very aware of the calls to ban books. Talking with me today is Carol Roberts, head of Young People's Services at Troy Public Library. She picked a couple of these banned books to talk about and to talk about the phenomenon a little bit. Carol, welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Bria. Good to see you too. Can you give us just a little background on book banning and on what Banned Books Week is all about?
1: Well, it's about celebrating our freedom to read. And first of all, we're a library and libraries aren't in the practice of banning books. The other thing is we want to highlight books that have been banned and call into question why that is, and to have people think about what it means to have intellectual freedom. And also, that includes not violating children's right to learn and have access to information and
0: ideas. And you've selected just a few of the books in your banned books display that have a variety of reasons why people call for them to be banned. So let's hear a little bit about the books you picked. The first book is
1: called A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. This is a story of a gay rabbit who lives near the White House. And I love the cover illustration because obviously it's after Marlon Brando. It's a, you know, take on his name. And you can see the dark shadows around uh, the bunny's eyes. It looks like Brando might if he were, in fact, a rabbit. When you
0: said it's not the White House, like in Washington, D.C., it's a White House.
1: Well, actually, it is the White House, but he also has a White House. So a little confusion there. But anyway, it's about two gay rabbits, particularly Marlin, And it's also poking fun at the former vice president. Um, what was his name? It escapes me. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so he sort of figures in there as a stink bug who wants to spoil things because he says that two, two male bunnies can't get married. So the main concern about the book is
0: that it's representing a gay lifestyle?
1: Yes, yes, and there's also a gay wedding
0: that takes place. And that seems to be a theme that the LGBTQIA... Related books are often the ones that people call to ban.
1: That's true. A lot of them
0: have to do with lifestyle choices and also sexuality. Okay, so that one again is Marlon Bundo, B U N D O. And next. The next book is called It's So
1: Amazing, a book about eggs, sperm, birth, babies, and families. And this was written by Roby Harris and Michael Emberley. And this is like a nonfiction picture book for kids age seven and up. It's got wonderful, colorful illustrations about um, how their bodies develop. And it compares boys to girls, what's the same and what's different. It explains how sex happens. It talks about secondary sex characteristics and basically all that a child would need to know as they're growing to figure
0: out what's going on with their own bodies and it looks like there's a bird and a bee as in birds and bees talking through some of the top
1: yes it's sort of like a comic book in a sense but also you have these guys uh, making comments along the way so you've got you know the the bird and the bee obviously representing
0: the birds and the bees so it's cute but it's also informative and some of the titles are very funny, like uh, "For Women's Parts," "What's Inside," "What's Outside," and the one for uh, "Sperm and Egg Meat, The Big Race." Yeah, it's humorous,
1: and I think it it really engages children, which is what you want any book to do. Any good book will do that. And so, it doesn't leave a lot up to their imagination. It just explains things in a clear and kind of humorous manner. You know, you have things like how long. Until it's a baby it talks about pregnancy and you can see what a, a child looks like inside their mother's womb I think it's a great book but of course you know it's also it's a book that explains sexuality and it's been banned for being a book that
0: explains sexuality and it might also be because it's multicultural the cover alone has many different skin tones and facial characteristics showing in the kids surrounding a, a pregnant woman Yes, it's funny
1: because I didn't even notice that when I looked at it. I just thought about what I'd understood, which was the sexual connotation. But again, you know, children have a right to be informed. And I understand and would defend a parent's right to choose what's appropriate for their child. What I don't condone is people making decisions for other people's children. Well said. And another book? Speak by Laurie Hall Sanderson. This is a book about a survival, a survivor of sexual assault who just stopped speaking due to the trauma that she's gone through. And this is a book about her being able to come to terms with it. Just doesn't speak at all. Yes, she was sexually assaulted. And the boy who did this to her, she still encounters. This is about her coming to terms with it. And that's really important for... People that have gone through the experience of being assaulted, it lets them know that they're not alone. And, um, you know, books like this are so important. But again, you know, they get banned because they deal with, you know, sexual violence or even just so many books, just anything to do, if there's any kind of sexual anything in the stories, um, there's people that feel that they should be banned. So really, um, I feel like it's about coming to terms with people's fear. And the next one. The Witches by Roald Dahl. This is one of my favorite books. In fact, we're going to be showing The Witches later this month here at the library. So it was made into a movie? It was back in the early 1990s. I think 1990, in fact. So we'll be showing that later this month. But this was banned for witchcraft. And for misogynistic themes, I guess because a witch um,
0: is female, they felt that it was it was anti-woman. Well, some portrayal of witches happened very clearly against old women, especially.
1: Right, which I understand, but again, um, that's part of our it's part of our culture, and um, it's a mix. Um, so you can you know
0: take the good with the bad, and keep what you choose. And I think, as you said, that's an important part, is personal choice.
1: Yes. As libraries, we just try to guarantee access for everybody. But again, it comes back to parents. They have to take an active role in what their children choose to read. It's not up to the library to police their children.
0: Okay, and then the final one?
1: Uh, The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. This was a great book, obviously. It was a number one uh, bestseller. It's about two high school students who are both um, fighting cancer, and uh, they meet at a support group and form a relationship, and they do, in fact, have a sexual encounter. And so that is why I believe this book was banned, um, primarily. And having read the book, um, it's pretty mild, in comparison to so many things um, that are that are available um, to people, just just on television or in any other area, so that was banned for that. But it's as I said,
0: it's very mild. Okay, and that is Carol Roberts, Young People's Services Librarian at Troy Public Library. Uh, There's a wonderful display of some of the many other books that people have called for banning in the children's room when you come in the main door on the right of the main library. And the main library is located at? 102nd Street in downtown Troy. And the website for more information? thetroylibrary.org. Okay, we usually hear about all the activities going on, and there are quite a few, but we're going to do that in a separate piece. I wanted this one to focus on banned books. Carol, thank you so much. Thank you, Bria.